do you believe that there was a George Washington? Yeah. Why? Because he's on a dollar bill. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is, that, is he on a dollar bill? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. In school, history teaches us these things. Okay. okay. So if school would have taught you the history of the Bible and Jesus, would would you believe in would Jesus? Would you believe them? Because you didn't see George that's, Washington. That's, Right. You've ne- yeah, you've never seen him. But that's seen an interesting him. question. But people have told if you If I that- put Jesus Christ on the dollar bill, <laughs> you probably believe in, right? <laughs> All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, welcome back to the Science and Stigma podcast. Uh, I'm back with my mother, myself, and Jill's back with us today. And we also have two new guests on our podcast. And I want to welcome Tyler and Todd. What's going on? Um, Tyler and I know we've known each other since we were little fellas, little rugrats rug running around <laughs> with each other playing basketball, birthday parties. And do you remember when we first met? In fourth grade, well, we didn't first met meet, but fourth grade, you you like used to twist people's ears. You remember that? Yeah. Do you I remember? Do. do you remember that, Todd? I don't remember. I do. Dude, that used used to. I used to be afraid. I used to be like stay away from you because you used to go up to people and like take their ear and turn it. I hated that. The key is, you have to put your knuckle inside their ear and then grab it and twist it. Dude, I hated that. I don't know why I did that, but you just I, randomly did yeah. it. Yeah. Because nowadays you'd be first, kicked out of school for touching. You know it. That's the first thing I like remember <laughs> going back. But uh, anyway, yeah, Tyler. I forgot reached, about that. That's funny. Oh, oh my god. It is funny. <laughs> Tyler reached out about the podcast and he uh, listened to the Christmas podcast. Uh, in that episode, Mom and I were sharing different perspectives on religion, and I am always intrigued in listening to everyone's beliefs. So Tyler reached out and gave us the opportunity to have him and his father on the podcast. So I want to start, I want to talk about the time we were on a beach trip. Todd, do you remember this? When me and Tyler invited me to the beach? We were in high school. It was Ocean. Ocean City, Maryland. Um, Ocean. We were, I think it was a summer after sophomore year of high school. So we were in high school. Yeah. We stayed at Ocean Pines. Yeah, my Ocean my Pines. family has a, yeah. a place down there. And, uh. Yeah, that was a fun week. But yeah, anyway, before was, we get started on that, let's let Todd. Sorry, let's let Todd tell us a little bit about himself. Okay. So that That's we fun. know, like, so that we can understand. Oh, don't take me off your agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Did you twist the ears? No. <laughs> Not that I remember. <laughs> Did you do it to him it's when funny. he was a baby? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, There's something I didn't know about him. I guess. Yeah. Um, I completely but, forgot about it about myself. So. <laughs> I'm uh, Todd. Smith and Tyler is my son, my oldest son. Um, just, to make a, just to make a long story short, um, I'm an electrician by trade, been in business for, geez, a lot of years, 30 years. Um, but I'm also a pastor at Sunlight Chapel, which is in Felton. Okay. Maybe I can put a little advertisement in absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, we're right on Main Street in Felton. Good little congregation. Um, like family. I know you hear that a lot, but we are. We treat each other just like family should. So, um, and I thank you for the opportunity to 
to sit here with you and uh, discuss some things. Good. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad, Tyler, you reached out because I knew, Todd, you were a pastor, and I like listening to other people's beliefs and what they believe in, and we have questions, so... Well, you, don't don't uh, don't sit there and think that I know it all either, nope. <laughs> because I don't, nope. and I'm not ashamed to uh, say, "Hey, I need to find that out." You know, yeah. if it's something that I don't know. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm, we're not going to judge. It's it's what you guys believe, and I mean, if you have any questions, just ask us. But uh, Tyler, you want to tell us a little bit about you? It's hard. I don't know what to say about myself. <laughs> it's like the hardest. How, how old are you? Uh, just turned twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Graduate with you at Red Lion. Um, after that, I was, I, I went to college for a little bit, two years, year and a half. Um, ended up getting a concussion pretty bad and missed two months of college. Did you, how'd you do that? <laughs> do you want the real story or do you want what I tell everybody? <laughs> what you tell everybody, I okay. guess. <laughs> I was playing basketball. Um, they had a little intramural league. I was playing basketball and ended up getting a concussion playing basketball. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the real story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get into this. Uh, yeah, like I said, we were, we were on that beach trip. And I remember um, sitting down at dinner time. And that was like the f- one of the few times I actually prayed. Now, the reason I bring this up is because... I didn't know what prayer was at the time and you guys will know you guys pray before dinner time. So why I want to talk about this is I, I wasn't educated on it. So I remember back at Christmas parties and Thanksgiving, stuff like that. Grandma got, well, we used to say prayer before that too. Now, why, why did I feel the need to just follow along when I didn't know what was going on? Like you guys never really taught us, I know we went to the church when we were little, but we never, I never comprehend, like never understand. I didn't understand, but I don't remember that because I was so young. Right. So when grandma got well and we would say prayer, everybody, I just watch everybody put their head down. So I didn't understand what that was. I didn't understand what prayer was. Same beach trip. Like you guys said prayer and I just put my head down and I don't, I didn't know what to think. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's weird. You did it more out of obedience. Yeah, or, like or following respect. along. Respect, like I, yes. I just kind of did it for respect. But uh, so I don't know why. I, f- I don't know. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? So I wasn't educated, I guess. I didn't understand. I felt out of place. And almost kind of like pressure. Because I wanted to not go against what you guys believe. But now... Um, Do you think you were curious then? I wasn't curious then as I am now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but the reason why I'm curious now, and I know you were going to ask me why I'm into religion now and and stuff like that and try and find out more about it, is because uh, Dylan and I and my mom were in the kitchen one time, and Tori was in there too, I think. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about being a Christian and his beliefs in God and the Bible and what Christians believe. And that's, that's where it's all started. This whole religion thing started. It was interesting because it's, to me, it's, it's all belief. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So going back, like when he said, we said prayers and I took him to church, I was raised Catholic. 
went to Catholic school all my life, graduated from Catholic, went to church. I was in church. Austin and Dylan were not baptized, and Kyle was as Catholic. As we were growing up and going through the Catholic church, we just did it because that's what my family did. We didn't understand. It's like a ritual. Like you just go to church, you say the words because you memorize the words, and you listen. Yeah. And so my kids went to Bible school when they were little. Kyle went first communion. Kyle went up the ranks in the school. Um, church every Sunday, Bible school, we went every Sunday. And then we didn't get them baptized. And the reason we didn't is because Joe said, I'm not sure that the Catholic religion is where I want to be. And we'll get into this because one of the topics that we talk about is, do you need to be born and baptized immediately or can you await? And so Austin and Dylan were never baptized. Kyle was baptized. But when Kyle passed, because of my Catholic upbringing, I'm like, okay, he was baptized, so he's going to go to heaven. That was my theory. So while Austin and Dylan, we stopped going to Bible school because I was at church one day, and in the Catholic church, you have to go to confession. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I don't believe that I have to tell another person what I did wrong for God to forgive me. So I'm not going to go to confession anymore. I, I don't think it's stupid. It's what they believe. It's their religion. But I'm not personally going to go tell a priest what I did wrong. If I do something, I'm going to look up to heaven and say, God, I'm sorry. And if I'm truly sorry for it, I believe he's going to forgive me. Mm-hmm. So I was at church one Sunday, and he was given his um, homily. And he said, if you're in this church right now and you're Catholic, and you don't believe in everything that the Catholic church believes in, don't come back. And that hit me hard. And I was like, I don't believe in confession. So now he's telling me basically I'm not a Catholic because I don't believe in confession. And I never went back. And I grew up my whole life. I was in my late 20s when that happened. And I'm like, wow. Like all my life. And then I realized that I just was doing what my parents, my mom raised me to do. You go to Catholic church. You go to mass. You memorize everything. Do you really understand all of it? Probably not. And all of a sudden, I make a choice that I don't want to do that as an adult because you're forced through the sacraments as a Catholic, second grade is mm-hmm. confession, first communion. And I changed in my mind on that. I'm like, this is, and I remember being little, being told you have to go to confession. And we would be standing in line waiting to go in, and all the little ones, all of us would be like, what are you going to say? And we would make stuff <laughs> up because we didn't know what to say. So I, so I stopped at that point. I really, I, and as a parent, like I failed these kids, like we stopped going to church we talk about God but obviously to his point he knew that we said prayers but what was our faith at that time and so that's my background history of why he understands what prayer is but why he I don't necessarily I know of prayer but I never like I never knew what it what was behind it I don't why do we say it Mm -hmm. right so real quick I listen to all your podcasts okay okay so what your mom just said kind of brings back what you said in, I believe it was a Christmas podcast where you said you're a product of your upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Kathy, that's all you knew because that's what your family did. So that's how you grew up and that's all you knew. Yep. So I kind of wanted to relay that back and, and that's true to a point. So not, a, <clears throat> excuse me, not only that, but there's, there is that stigma of I'm going to do what my parents did 
my grandparents did. And my stepdad made a comment one one time that uh, being questioned on his religion, well, I'm going, I'm a Catholic because my parents were. I'm under that umbrella, and that's a lot of the thinking of of people in the religious realm that they're covered under an umbrella because my parents were this, my grandparents were that, so I consider myself that, that. as well. Yeah, I always, even going growing up and going through uh, elementary school, junior high and high school, even if my friends would bring up religion, I didn't know what to say. I would just agree with them. They'd talk about, I believe in God. Well, I do too, because I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. I was never educated on it, so I had no idea. Like you said, it was like, it's that stigma. Yep. And we broke it. I mean, to your point, Todd, Joe's family was Catholic. My family was Catholic the whole way up, and it just goes in generations, and that's just what happens. And I would say most of Joe's family is not Catholic now. Like It's like this generation, our age, where we just decided we're going to go find things. And he's going to get back to the conversation that we had in the kitchen. But obviously, I'm intrigued by this, too, because all my life I was raised one way. And then he starts asking me questions. And I'm (laughs) relating back to what I learned in school. But is that necessarily what I believe now? Maybe not. And we we have in-depth conversations on the phone, sometimes hours. Like last night, I'm like, don't talk about it. It's going to be on the podcast. (laughs) More like I'm stressed out about this because we ask each other questions. And so... Like, we appreciate, like you said, Todd, you might not know all the answers, but we're just trying to figure out just what other people think because all my life I was trained that this is the way it is. Now, growing up, my parents did not go to church. I had no church upbringing. My grandparents, I, I remember vaguely them going to church certain times of the year and different things. Right. But my parents did not. There was no mention of church, no mention of a God, no mention of anything yeah. in that in that realm of things. And I was not a pastor all my life. That was uh, just uh, ten years ago. But uh, you know, it's not. You know, there's different yep. different situations for people, and and I love the fact that you're you're searching, you're you're trying to find the answers to questions that are, you know, intriguing you at this moment. And I, I, I applaud that. So, and what we're learning is everybody, everybody has, there's different Bibles. Like we get on these topics and we get so confused and everybody interprets the Bible differently. And, and this is what brought us to this point is the conversation that we had in the kitchen. So go ahead and finish like what started that whole conversation. I don't really remember. (laughs) You don't remember? It was Dylan. So Dylan and Tori were going to get married. Well, they were getting married. Well, a little background on Dylan. He uh, he was like me growing up, okay, because we were twins. He was always next to me. We were doing the same thing, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But he found he found Tori, and I think Tori was in the religion, or her family Tori's was. Tori's family, yes. They go so to that's church. when Dylan was introduced. So the thing is that we argue about or have a conversation about is he walked into a Catholic church, right? Mom? I don't think so. What was it? I don't know. He, I don't know what church or it Christ, was. Christian. It was a Christian church. I don't remember what it was. 
so, he started going with Tori's family, I think, and then Tori and him went out on their own to find a church because they met with my cousin Sam, who's a pastor. So the thing is, how do you know what religion? I know I brought this up in the, the Christmas podcast. How do you know what religion to believe in? Because there's so many different ones out there. Now, to Dylan, the conversation we have is you you went to your a Christian church. And now you believe in Christianity. How do you know that if you would have walked into a Catholic church or any other religion, and that was your first church you stepped foot in, that you would have never, you would have came out that way? So now that he considers himself a Christian, that's that's all he sees and all he believes. So how do we find out? Your question is, how did he walk in his church and know this is the right church? Yeah, because Catholics fall under Christianity. Yeah. So real quick, I just want to bring back a text that I had sent Austin right after that Christmas podcast that I listened to. Um, there's 4,300 known quote unquote religions in the world. 4,300. That's insane. Okay? <laughs> I don't, I don't personally like the word religion and we'll get into this here in a little bit. Um, it's a, it's a personal thing. Yeah. The way we look at it, it's a relationship, not a religion. And, you know, some of those 4,300 um, religions that Tyler had mentioned, there's all these do's and don'ts and things that you have to qualify and do to even be part of who they are. Kind of almost like a, a cult, like Kathy had mentioned, you know. Yeah. But, um, Christianity is a relationship with God. That's, that's the biggest difference in the simplest words that I can say. No, I like that. It's a relationship. It's like Tyler and I. Yes, he was born my son, but I still have to spend time with him to get to know him, to understand his, his hurts, his concerns, his uh, joys, you know, those things that, that uh, make him who he is. And it's the same with God. God created us, but he still wants that relationship with us to know who we are, for us to know who he is. You know, Dylan, you got a relationship with your Austin, mom. Austin, Austin. Yeah, Austin. Sorry. <laughs> I, I continue to I, no, do that. That's right. <laughs> okay. People still do but it But you have, you have a relationship with your mom mm -hmm. um, by spending time with her, right. getting to know who she is, even... Even, you know, as old as you are and, and, you know, the older that you're getting, you're still searching for those connections to know more about her. And that's, that's the same with us growing in Christianity. We get to know more and more about who God is mm -hmm. by, by spending time with him in prayer, by reading the word of God. Um, and there's so many different things throughout your, your daily life and your, your life as a whole that. God makes himself known to you in different ways. And, and you just have to step back at times and say, wow. Could you give us an example? There, I mean, there's, there's been hundreds of times <laughs> in my life, and that's some of the things that go by that you, you know it was God, and then you tend to 
not remember and yeah so how so let me help you with that how did you become a pastor so you were an electrician by trade when did you find god and when did you f- not find god but when did you feel that god was calling you to be a pastor that, that's so a- let's let's go to when we started going to church let's let's start there i i was in business my own i believed in the american dream to put in the effort the time I'm going to have a wife, 2.3 kids, a cat and a dog at home and, you know, new cars and different things and things are going to happen for me. But the longer it went, it was still void. I still had to work harder and harder to, you know, to make that happen. And I felt empty, even with the things that I had gotten, the things that I achieved, I still felt empty. And that's when I felt the call to get to church. Then we started going up to my grandparents' church later in life. They started going to a church in Windsor, and we started going there and spending some time there and learning you know, about God. And uh, I, I was probably five or six at the time. Uh, my sister was fairly new to the world. <laughs> um, so that that's what I remember. I remember going to church and, you know, they have different activities for kids. You know, there was Royal Rangers back in that time um, that I was involved in. Uh, I didn't really understand a whole lot at that point just yeah. because of how young I was. Now, was that something that you just went along with your father or you like – or you wanted him to go along with you? Well, that was a part that I wanted my whole family to be part okay. of. Okay, right. I knew the importance of a, as a family or as a father and a parent to involve our kids. That was one of the things that my wife and I made a commitment earlier that everything that we did, we were going to do as a family. And right. at five years old, you really don't have a choice. Yeah, I, I couldn't, leave him, him I couldn't leave him at home and go you myself. <laughs> you got a point. So then you you kept going to church after that, growing up. Yeah. So with us, me and my mom, we never really went to church. You never went to church? I went to the Catholic church with Grammy when she was sick and couldn't really drive. So I, you heard in the Christmas podcast, I would say a creaster. So I went at Christmas and Easter because mm-hmm. my mom always wanted me to go Christmas and Easter. And I went to a church, uh, I don't even know the name of it out in York Township every Christmas Eve with our neighbors across the street because I love when they played the bells. And so every Christmas Eve, I would go to church with them just to hear the bells. But other than that, I would go to church very rarely. I would go, but Dad would stay with you guys. And, and since, since then, my view and my belief on things has changed. It's changed it over time. Okay. So... An example of that would be church, okay? When you say the word church, what do you think of? The building. Okay. And when do you typically go? Sundays. Okay. And maybe one night a week, right? Typically Wednesdays, you might have a Bible study or something, right? My belief has changed, and and the Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there in the midst. So to a point, I could be sitting in my truck on my way to work, 
listening to worship music, and that's my church. I don't I don't have to be in a building right. for me to have that time and that connection and that relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. So back to my dad's point, it, it's a personal thing. You know, and his personal experiences are different than mine. And mine are going to be different than yours and so on and so forth. So, And I believe that about church because you, you can hear people say, I go to church every Sunday, and that's great. But outside of church, they're not living what they're learning in church. And that's, the, yeah. You can go to church and you can tell everybody, I'm a great Christian. I go to church every Sunday. I don't miss a Sunday. But if you're not living that life that you're supposed to be living, you might as well not go to church. It's the stigma of, I'm a great person, I go to church. And what example does that exactly give you as, as your church? If you confess to your neighbors that you're going to church every Sunday and bragging about it, but yet they see you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday over in the, in the yard cussing up a storm and doing all these things, what does that say about your church? Exactly. The church, you know, like, like Tyler mentioned, yes, we refer to the church as the building, but the church is you. You are the tabernacle. The Bible says that God dwells in you. You are a place that God dwells. You are the church. When two or three gather together here in this, we could be a church right here now talking about God and allowing his spirit to come here and spend time with us. The church is not the church that it used to be. Church used to be a, a place where the whole community surrounded it and supported it. Mm -hmm. And the things that the community was about went through the church. It's not that way anymore. And there's more and more people in your position where that are really not interested in what the church used to be. What can the church be for me now? You know. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I believe that. And that, that's the conversation that we had because when Dylan, so Dylan was getting married, they wanted to get baptized. My, my cousin's a pastor and he told them, I can't, I don't want to marry you until you find God. You got to get baptized, go out and search a church, find what you're comfortable, the atmosphere that you like you know, the beliefs that you like. And so they found a church. They met with that pastor to go through the baptism um, classes and things that they had to go through. And as soon as they let this pastor know that they were living together in a house that they purchased, he said, I can't, I can't baptize you. And so Dylan took it to the extreme. Okay, I got to move back home. Tori's like, oh, I got to go back to Sam. I can't believe this. And Sam said, yes, I, I agree with that pastor. You should not be living together until your husband and wife. So Dylan actually moved back home. And so it was difficult. Dylan's moved back home. So now religion becomes part of our conversation. And most of our conversations happen in the kitchen. <laughs> so Dylan's going to church. And we're glad he's going to church. And he's sharing what he's learning at church. And I learned later that most people that first find God are very pushy on you and they want you to believe everything and everything they say you have to do. So Dylan was telling us, you need to go to church. You need to start coming to church. You need to go to church. And so that's how the conversation started in the kitchen because he was pushing that, like everything that we did. So he stopped cursing. 
he stopped, he changed his whole life. And I was so proud of him for that. But some of the beliefs that he was telling us that we should believe in, I didn't necessarily believe in. So then it came to the conversation where Dylan Austin says to him, how do you know your religion's right? <laughs> like there's so many religions out there. How do you know yours is right? And that's where we got into this deep conversation where they would ask me. And I was like, this is what I know from the Catholic church. Is it right? I don't know. I mean, you're looking on the news and you're hearing all this scandal that's happening in the Catholic church and it's devastating to me. And they covered it up. I'm not here to judge those people. Like they make choices. They're going to pay the consequences, but now I'm not even comfortable like talking about my religion because it was just a routine that I did. And so that was one of the conversations that we got with Dylan and then Dylan got angry and he actually went back to my cousin and my cousin had to tell him, you can't push it on them. So Dylan and I didn't talk for a while because Joe and I split up and Dylan was like, mom, a marriage, like that's a contract. You have to make this work. And he kept, kept at me, kept at me. And I was like, Dylan, like you're pushing me. Like there's circumstances here that I need to deal with. And I, I have to, I have to do this for me. And then I, in my head, I couldn't even think straight. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, it is a contract. I take my marriage serious. I've been married 32 years. And so Dylan, and I had to have the conversation where he had to say, you have to do what's right for you. And I'm sorry that I put all that pressure on you. And so Dylan and I had a, a conversation about God and it, and now we're learning together. Me and my kids are learning together. And I think it's a wonderful thing. When, when Austin and I talk, I mean, we had a conversation last night, and this is probably off topic, but I'm going to ask everybody in the room, when you think of God, do you think of him in human form? Yes and no. Yes, yeah, that's where we were last <laughs> night. Like, do you see him as a human in human form? When we go to, and I said, nobody ever came back that was in heaven, so we don't know, but... <laughs> But we both have different opinions on on that. What do you think, Tyler? What do you think? When you think of God. So God was and is the beginning and the end. Okay. He was before anything, anyone, and he created. He's the creator. Correct. He created the world and everything in it. Right? Yeah. So you first of all have to believe that before you can believe the second part of it was at one point he was human. And that's when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. That's what I said. I'm not, see, I'm not educated on this. So I don't know what, see, I don't know the whole Jesus thing. I know it's his son, right? Yes. So God created Adam and Eve, right? Okay. Those were the first two humans on the earth. Now, so were Adam and Eve human? Do you believe Adam and Eve are human? Yes. Okay. Because some people don't. Do we know their existence? It's recorded in the Bible. So Adam was first. Okay, Adam created, or excuse me, God created Adam. So I asked her last night, is everything in the Bible, is it all facts? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to go deep, guys. Cause, I'm just telling Because religion, religion's all belief, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's belief. It's faith. Um Faith is believing that the word, the, the Bible, I, I'll call it the word of God, that the Bible is real. It's written by many men over thousands of years, life experiences, 
Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will talk about the life of Jesus in different ways, how he walked on the earth, the things that he did while he was here. Uh, the Old Testament talks about creation, Genesis, um, Exodus, about the nation of Israel becoming you know, a nation. But throughout the, the many parts of, even from Genesis to the end of the Old Testament, talks about the coming of Jesus. Okay, so the whole book is about pointing to the Son of God coming and being the Messiah that we all need to forgive us of our sins. So you have to have faith that the word of God is true. What I wanted to say, what I wanted to say, and it completely left my mind. That's why I sure. <laughs> I mean out for a <laughs> the Bible is, like my dad said, written by many people over thousands of years, but it's inspired by God. God put that in them to write and create the Bible. Now you can go in history. The Bible will line up with history perfectly. There's a uh, Josephus was not a Christian. He was more of a, a history man who wrote about history, but you can look at the Bible and line it up ev with everything that happened in history. Many of the, the scientists and stuff will go to the Bible and be secure in that because of everything that they've found, you know, in their research and stuff. It lines up perfectly as a, with, as a timeline. Yeah. So that's one of the first things that you have to understand. Is God real? Is was he a man? You know, where is he at today? Does the Bible line up with what I you know what I'm wanting to believe in him? You know, those are real questions that all of us have to uh, come to a place where, yes, I believe that, or or no, I don't, and why. Lee Strobel, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He used to be, he started out as as a uh, a paper man. He, he wrote for papers in Chicago. Mm -hmm. To make a long story short, his wife was... Um, encountered with a lady that asked her to go to church okay so she started going to church and like dylan a little bit she came home excited and wanted to tell him all about god well he wasn't having it you know yeah and since he was that type of person he investigated god to find out he wanted to prove that god was not real but you know through two years of investigation uh, he traveled across the world asking about the resurrection, about this, about that. And he come to find out he had a board where he would do all of these crossing, uh, putting strings from one to the next and, and crossing it and connecting everything. And he came to the place where he could not deny that Jesus was real or that he wasn't real. And he became a Christian. He's written books, made movies, and all those type of things to help people like you, like others that are wanting to find answers. I, I'm reading a book um, that he wrote uh, inside the, the mind of unchurched Harry and Mary. People that didn't go to church or that 
They went to church as children, but they don't understand those parts of things anymore. You know, like you said, you, you didn't understand why yeah. you're going to church or the prayer or different things. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm reading it because I'm getting some connections of there. What people who don't go to church are thinking, uh, they're looking at the church and saying, well, you know, why they do that? Why do they do this? Or I've heard stories why, you know, your pastor was doing this, you know, they're, they're all full of different things yep. and it keeps from, keeps them from reaching out beyond the church to find the real God. So, you know, it's, it's a whole culmination of different things. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because to your point, people grow up. Yep. I have religion. I'm going to go to, I believe in God. And you never really think about it. Like I never really thought about, yes, I'm Christian. I believe in God. I pray to God. But to answer the, the questions that he asked me, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, I don't know. How do we know? There's so many different Bibles. How do we know that the research, like the Google that me and him were on, it just makes me feel like, better like i have a say in this belief and and we believe and that's we go back to belief and faith let me flip on you and ask you a question yeah where do you believe what will happen to you when you die this is a good question that's a good question i want to ask you in turn Hold on before before we go there <laughs> you both believe that there is a god yes yeah okay so in order for you to believe that there is a god you have to believe that there's a Hell. Second person, right? The devil. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in heaven? We, I believe in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have to believe that there's a hell. I believe there's right. a hell. Okay. If you believe there's a hell, there's no way that you can't believe there's a heaven. Correct. You have They're to have one with the other. Did you ever hear the, the quote that everybody, how does that go? Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It is. Yeah. Why? That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I Because of the fear that they don't know that they've made it, that they're good enough to go to heaven. Okay. In death, you find out. You find out if you're going to get to go to heaven or not. We, we don't know for sure. That's what I'm saying, because nobody died and never came back to say this, this, Jesus. and this. That's why you have to, you have to find the answers out. You have to ask the questions to find the answers because then you're going to get to a place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I died right here, right now, that I would end up in heaven. And I have no no second guesses. I have no uh, concerns about that. So who do we go to to ask those questions? Because if I go to somebody that's Christian, they're going to give me their beliefs. Mm-hmm. If I go to somebody that's Islam, they're going to give me their beliefs. Mm-hmm. So how do I know which one to, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. religions, it's interesting, but it's also complex to me. So how do we know what the, what, that's one of my questions is how do we know what religion to believe in? But I like what you guys say. It's, it's, it's all about the relationship like, with God. I, I, wrote that I down. like that a lot. You, because, you agree that God, the creator is, is God. He's, yeah. he, he's it. Right. So you have to find the path that leads to him. Okay. All these other religions point to a different God. There is only one God, only one living God. Okay. So let me ask you this. When you say, when somebody says God, is that, how do I want to ask this? Is that 
So I believe in God. Also, what's the difference? Can higher I, power. Yeah, higher power or God. So if I say God, you just said there's one God and one God only. Yeah. Well, any of us could make a God out of anything. Okay. It could be work. It could be a, a hobby. It could be a car. It could be your wife. It could be anything that consumes your thoughts that you put the, your, all your trust and your love into. That could be a God. Okay. But God that we're speaking of today, you have, and it's hard for us as human beings to try to find just how great and awesome he is. Because he always was, he'll always be. Mm -hmm. We are timed. We have a few short years on this earth, and you know he doesn't. Uh, he's not bogged down by time. Okay, so we have we have a short period of time to find out exactly our path in life, our purpose in life, and, and to get it narrowed down where we know exactly it's him. And to serve him in that, and the belief. If if belief. you were to read the Bible, okay, I know you, I know you. I never even read a page. <laughs> it's okay. I know you're big into reading and reading different material. And if you were to read the Bible, okay, and, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'd say seventy five percent of it is boring to me. It's boring. Okay. All right, but in the Old Testament there are many different events where different parts of the world, whether it's um, in Babylon, whether it's in Egypt, whether it's, uh, you know, whoever, okay? Mm -hmm. They have a God. And the living God that we're talking of sends one of his people along. And they have a competition. Okay, so what, what's what's an example? We want to go to probably one of the most common, right? Pharaoh. Okay. So, who's that? It's a he, he was the ruler of Egypt. Egypt. Okay. Okay. This is when the Israelites were in slavery under him. Okay, he was he had Israel. The nation as his slaves. Okay. So God sends who dead? Moses. Yeah. Right? God says, Moses, I want you to go to Israel, or excuse me, Egypt, and talk to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. So what does Pharaoh say? No way. Okay. So Moses says, okay. Well, then God's going to send X, Y, and Z. Okay? The seven plagues. And what, what uh, Moses or God wants to do at this, at this point in this story is to show Pharaoh that he is real. Yes. Okay? So he's going to do these things to, to make Pharaoh realize that, you know, Pharaoh's one of those that, hey, I'm almighty. Okay? I'm a leader of Egypt. Uh, Bow down and worship me. Yeah, that type of man. But God is much more than that, okay? So that's what he's trying to to uh, tell uh, Pharaoh at this point, that I am 
Almighty God. So God sends these plagues. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Pharaoh starts to see the point, but he still wouldn't let God's people go. Israel. Okay. The last plague, God says, I want you to go, Moses, and tell Pharaoh that if you don't put a sign above your door, okay, which was a sacrifice of a lamb, put lamb's blood above the, above the door, that I'm going to take your firstborn. Pharaoh didn't do it. So Pharaoh's firstborn was, was taken. Killed. Okay. So then he says, oh, he must be real. He lets God's people go. And there's, again, many examples where God shows that he's real. Yeah, there's many stories like that. Now, maybe that's uh, not a good story for your comprehension, you know, to... Yeah, right over here. Right over here. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was... But what Tyler's trying to tell you is that even throughout the Bible, people questioned. They still question today if he's real. Where is he, you know, amongst all the things that are happening bad? Why isn't God uh, taking us away from those bad things? Why is he allowing these bad things to happen? That's one of the most uh, common questions that anyone will ask, even mm-hmm. Christians. At mm-hmm. times, we'll get to a place where they say, why is God allowing, if God is so good and almighty, why is he allowing these things to happen? There's a reason behind it. Yeah. It's so because I, of us. Yeah. So one of Austin's questions is, why does God let babies die? No, that's not my, one of my questions. <laughs> or maybe that was Dylan. When babies die. That was when Kyle's question. Was that Kyle's question? Yeah, I remember you guys having that conversation in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, that was He Kyle. says, if God was real, why do they allow babies to be put in ovens and killed? Yeah, we were watching a news a show, and he asked that question. So Kyle was a lot. Kyle was at the point where Austin is now before he passed. Like, he was very passionate about learning. My mom was a, a Catholic, and he would, like, drill her like crazy about the religion and fight her and argue and use the Bible and things like that. So he, he, it was Kyle that said, if God is so great, how can we let babies suffer? How can we allow people to molest these young, innocent people? And it's our choice. It's, it's a choice by man. Yep. God gave us free will. Yep. Yeah. He, he could have made us robots and, uh, uh, obeyed him everything. But he didn't want that. He wanted us to choose to follow him. To follow him because of the good things that he's done and the th- those things that he continues to do. I choose to follow him because I know how good he is. He's been good to me. I don't have everything in the world that I want. I don't have... Uh, you know, I'm not rich, I'm not this, I'm not that, but you know, I'm content in God because He's blessed me with a wonderful family. I don't suffer, you know, on a daily basis. But the greatest thing is that I know when I leave this earth that I'm going to heaven to a place where I'll never feel pain again that I'll be with him in in all his glory forever. 
see what 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 place that we have to find i, I do a lot of funerals and, and different things and we all have to find that place before we get to that funeral part yep we all have to come to a place where we uh, what have we done with jesus yeah so let's go back to him okay Okay, so like I was mentioning, you have Adam and Eve, okay? God gave them instructions and said, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then Satan comes along in the form of a serpent, snake, and says, uh, Eve, come here. You know why God doesn't want you to eat of that fruit? Because if you do, you'll be just as good as him. You'll know everything. But just one bite won't hurt. Well, she fell into that. Temptation. Temptation. She fell into that. She ate it. Then she went to Adam and said, Adam, here, he ate. So that was disobedience. That was a sin against God. Okay. God wants all of us to be with him after we die in heaven. So somewhere along the line, he had to build that bridge that they tore down. Does that make sense? Yeah. At that point, when the, when sin enters our life, it separates us from God. Right. When Adam and Eve, what we call is the fall of man, mm-hmm. when they made the decision to eat of that tree... Even when God told them not to. See, isn't it like us today that we have those things in our life that we know are, we shouldn't dwell in those places, but we do. Mm -hmm. Even back as far as Adam and Eve, they still confront and deal with things that we do today. They did then and we do today. Choices that we have to make. Which is where free will comes in. Yeah. Explain that a little bit, free will. It's just having a choice to make a decision on our own. Okay. We know the we know the good things that could come from it, and we know the bad things come from it. But we make a choice. Right. <laughs> if we make the wrong choice, there's consequences with that. It's just like us as parents. We never have to tell our kids to say no, do we? <laughs> It's in our human nature. <laughs> First words out of a kid, uh, kid's mouth is no, no, no. <laughs> and the disobedience is there. We don't have to teach our kids that. It's human nature. See, that's there's a lot of things there that we have to overcome and, and yep. deal with. But knowing that God is righteous, God is creator, and that he holds everything in his hands, but we are here to make a free choice to follow him, to find him, to serve him, to love him, to get to know him and, and allow him to bless us and use us while we're here. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I just tell you? Yeah, we, t- we talk about that. I mean, I honestly... You asked us the question, do we believe in heaven? Do we believe in hell? I believe in heaven. Before, I was scared to death to die. Yeah. 
since Kyle passed and I found God after Kyle, like I prayed, like I didn't ask God, why did this happen? Because I knew Kyle made a choice. He picked that needle up. He did that. I just asked God, like, show me my purpose. Like this happened for a reason. And Austin and I believe today, like he often says to people, I wouldn't change a thing. So even if he could bring Kyle back, we are who we are today. And I'm doing things today because of that experience. See, and that's a testimony for you. And that goes back to where he asked about the kid, you know, the children. Why does God allow kids to die? He doesn't, he doesn't do it on his own. It comes from man's choices and different things that happen. But the greatest thing about God is that he'll use those things to bring good. He'll use those. When, when, do, we, when, when do we as humans search for something different or something better. When tragedy happens. When things happen to us. That's when we we start to look. We'll, we'll pray. Times that we never prayed before because, man, I, these things are happening to me and I don't, want, I don't know where to turn. So I'm going to pray now. Or I'm going to talk to a God that I think might be there. But hey, it's worth a chance. And that's what God... God meets us in those times to reveal himself. And getting back to where Jesus was, Jesus was, you know, God's a spirit. Jesus was his way to come as a human to connect with us. He couldn't connect with us, him being spirit and us being humans. He brought Jesus to be a human as well, to connect with us, to understand that the things that we go through, he went through. The struggles that he had, we have. And he sacrificed his own son. Correct. So to the point where, and now like it just it hits me, like I start thinking in depth. He sacrificed his own son for us. He gave Jesus the sole yep. purpose to live his life, to become that place of forgiveness for us. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, that broke that separation of God. See, God... And Adam and Eve weren't together anymore. They were separated. And when Jesus came and shed his blood, he gave his life for us. That was a place that we were brought back to God. That we have the opportunity. We don't need to go to a, a Catholic priest or, you know, and do those confession things anymore. We can go to God one-on-one. -on -one. He's right here. Yep. All we have to do is go into it. Uh, you can pray anytime, anywhere you are. Mm -hmm. Just and there's no there's no uh, uh, perfect form that you have to pray. It's just God wants to hear you. He wants to understand what your heart is about, what you're feeling now, and He wants to connect with you. That's the great parts about God. Yep. So back to what my dad just mentioned, the confession part. God knows what you've done. He also knows what you're going to do. All you have to do is just go to him and just ask for forgiveness. You don't have to go admit it to some other human or a pastor. Or... It's you and him. And that's the personal relationship part. And and I grew closer. Yeah. And, you know, after, after college, we wouldn't be sitting here today had that not happened. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that question. We would, would you not. Have, yeah, would why yeah. would we? Yeah. We're only here today because I went to meetings and I learned about why my son did what he did. 
and we wanted to help others because it's a terrible thing to go through. And if we can educate one person, we save somebody. Yeah, right. We would not be sitting here today if it wouldn't have been for that. Things would have been thing. well. And we good. would still be do doing our everyday thing, yeah. going to work, coming home, doing whatever we did, and it never would have hit us. And now our whole life changed. My whole life has changed. Like I'm so passionate about this. Um, and Austin, Austin, I know, be quiet. <laughs> he laughs at me because I talk too much about. But if I didn't believe in heaven, I was I was with some people in recovery, and one of the boys asked me, "Do you believe in heaven?" And I said, "If I don't believe in heaven, I'm never going to see my son again. If we don't believe in heaven, why are we doing good on earth? It doesn't matter what we do if we're just going to die, and that's the end of us. So." We can be good. Why are we good people? Why are we not doing what we want to do? Why are we not stealing? If there's no heaven and we have no morals and it doesn't matter at the end. And he like just kind of looked at me. I said, I believe 100% I will see my son again someday. Yeah. And heaven is real. And where do morals come from? Oh, my gosh, Todd. You're as bad as him. <laughs> yeah, realistically, morals yeah. come from God. Yep. If we were to be accountable to him for our actions, we wouldn't need any morals. Yeah, so who are we accountable to? That's right. So, Austin, what do you think happens after you die? I believe in heaven. Just because of the experience we had. See, that's a whole other thing, the medium. Yeah, this is going to be a two, two-part uh, <laughs> podcast here. Because of what the medium said, it... it made me realize there's an, there's an afterlife okay and he he talks about heaven so that that's what makes me believe there's a heaven okay so how do you get there yeah the answer is through god right okay so you have to die right yeah you told me earlier that you if you believe in heaven you have to believe in hell right okay so Going back to what the Bible says. First of all, we all have to acknowledge that we're sinners. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're disobedient to our parents when they tell you to put the laundry away and you don't do it for four days. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't like putting laundry away. So, <laughs> But there's... Us as humans, there's we, we put a scale on how big the sin is. Right? Stealing a candy bar from, you know, Tom's gas station, who cares? That's what we might think, right? Yeah. But if you go out and kill somebody, that's a pretty big sin. Right? God sees sin, whether it's small, whether it's large in our eyes, as all the same. So we have to acknowledge that we're sinners. It says that in the Word of God. Okay? For all, A-L-L, have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. Then the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Meaning death, meaning hell. Okay? So we all deserve to go to hell. Where that bridge comes in is, is Jesus. He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no man goes to the Father, meaning God, but through me. So you have to go through Jesus. Yes. So you're saying I have to believe in Jesus to get the, to heaven. You have yes. to believe who Jesus is, what so, he's done. Yeah. Again, acknowledge that you're a sinner. I now is Jesus. 
and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Do you believe Jesus was real? Or or if I say to you Jesus, who's Jesus? I don't know to, who he, to me, yeah. that's from what I hear from people, it's God's son. Okay. But then people say the the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, and Jesus and God, they're all the same thing. Yeah, they are. But I don't understand that. Yeah, it's a it's a hard place to be. So you got God, which is the creator, and then you're saying the son is Jesus. Now you're telling me. As a pastor, that's the hardest place. Then you're adding two other things with it. And then you're saying. Now he's all confused. It's three. So God, God, like you said, is the creator. Jesus is the son. God the spirit. God the son. God the Holy Spirit. So you're saying I I have to know who Jesus is and what he did for us to get to God and heaven. Is that what you're saying? They're all one. I mean, yeah. I was taught they're all one. So they're all one, but there are three different. It's a trinity. Places. When, like the conversation we had last night, we uh, we were saying that the figure is God was God human, right? I believe this is what I believe. I believe God is energy. I believe He's around us all the time. Mm-hmm. He gives off energy at certain points. Like the things that went through my I I witnessed through my life. Like, for instance, I, I smashed the, the rear end of a tractor trailer because I fell asleep at the wheel. If I didn't hit that tractor trailer when I did, I probably wouldn't dead. So right there, it's like that energy. There was some kind of energy there to to make that situation occur the way it did. So I'm still here today. You see what I'm saying? Like, God, I believe God is energy. I don't think he's a, a human figure. Okay. So you believe in God. That's the yeah. spirit. Right. Okay. But I was never educated on Jesus or until you guys basically just told me. Yeah, like I said, that's, you know, being God to spirit is hard for us to connect with. But I believe in spirits. I believe that you can connect with spirits. Okay. And Jesus was born. We celebrate it as Christmas. Okay. Yeah. When you see the nativity scene in Christmas time, what do you, what do you think? See, I don't. I never knew what Christmas was. I, we just celebrated it. Okay. We had the nativity scene in the living room where it's Mary, Joseph, and the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That baby's Jesus. That baby That's is Jesus. That's baby Jesus. Okay. Okay. And he was brought to this earth that time as we celebrate, okay, to make that connection with us humans, to be human right. in form. Now, the whole story of Jesus was, you know, he grew up. Um, when he was 30 years old, he went into his ministry. That was the point where he went to fulfill God's plan, his father, for his life. He started to go around areas and, and, and uh, tell people about what's to come, you know, what God's wishes are, uh, you know, concerning uh, his own life, uh, the afterlife, you know, those type of things, forgiveness and all those type of things. Um, he had a short ministry. He was only 33 years old. One of his purposes was to live that life perfectly. He had no sin. He didn't make the mistakes that we do, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Old Testament, um, maybe Catholics... Uh, maybe have a little bit in the, to the uh, sacrifices and different things that they did back then. They would sacrifice a lamb without blemish, 
a perfect lamb for you to bear your sins, to be that substitute for you to forgive your sins that you did that year or whatever that time period was. So the concept was there that you needed a perfect substitute to cover your sins. Okay. God's plan all the time was to have his son do that. This is for all mankind from the past, the present, and the future. But Jesus' purpose was to be led on trial. I don't know how much of the story you know, I don't know anything. about Pilate and different things, but he was brought uh, to a place where he was on trial and they were uh, saying that he blasphemed. He said that he was God, you know, and, and God was his father and those type of things, which was blasphemous, you know, to the Jewish people at that time, the Sanhedrin and stuff. And they put him on trial, found him guilty. His punishment was death. We have sin in our life. And as Tyler was mentioning earlier, that because of the sin in our life is death. Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23 talk about the wages of sin is death. So as he was put to death on the cross, okay, Catholics have the cross, and I think they still have Jesus on the cross at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus died on that cross. And during that painful six hours of time, God placed all of mankind's sins upon him at that point. Now, if you look at history, um, it'll make mention of the whole earth went dark at that time. Because God couldn't look on his own son because of the sin. Jesus bore it all. He died. His shed blood was covered all of our sins. Okay. Then he was placed, taken off the cross, placed in a tomb. He was dead. Mm-hmm. Three days later, he rose from that tomb alive. And he's alive now. And that's where we celebrate Easter. Forty days later, he ascended to heaven, and that's where he's at right now. So he, in his bodily form, was resurrected to heaven again. There's <laughs> there's so much knowledge to gain, to learn, to support your belief in God your belief in Jesus, the first thing that you have to do is take the step of faith and to believe that God is God, that Jesus is his son, and that these things happen. That's that's the foundation of what Christianity is. Buddhism and all these other, where, where, where are their gods at? Can I ask, did you ever study their religion? No, I haven't, honestly, no. I've got... The basics of some of those, and that's it. Okay. 
and what I the, the why I made mention of that is most of their founders and and the people that began these type of religions mm-hmm. are dead. There's only one religion that their God is living, and that's Christianity. We have a living God. Don't some religions believe he didn't even come yet? Like Jesus was yes. a prophet? Yeah, even the Jewish people. They're still uh, scrambling around to find it, uh, that they're Jesus still waiting was the for Messiah. Their come. Yeah. They're still waiting See, for See, they believe come. that Jesus, when he, or the Messiah, when he does come, is going to come as a, a warrior, riding a white horse and take over by force. See, that's their belief. That's what they're waiting for. God came in love. He came in forgiveness. So Austin's not going to ask this, so I'm going to ask it. How do you know that your way is the right belief and their way is the wrong? It's all in faith and what it's you faith. believe. So I, I believe in the, the experiences you go through prove the existence of something. Okay. Yeah. So like the situations I've been through in my life prove that there's something higher out there. Absolutely. So why, why do I have to believe? See, the word belief is all. The belief is is a. First of all, you don't have to believe in anything. You can believe in whatever you choose to believe in. Right. You know who Satan is, right? The devil. Yeah. He believes there is a god. He believes there is a god. He knows for a fact there is a god. Do you think he's saved and going to heaven? No. I don't know. Because he does not, <laughs> he has not taken that step of faith to, to, to understand that and accept who God is and who Jesus is. He's not going to ask God for forgiveness. He's out there, his main enemy. He's going to continue to think he's the God. See, that's why he got. Man, this is so like it, it's in depth. Yeah, it's it can in be depth, in depth. And, and yeah, he yeah. goes there, and and I don't even know if, if you do a men's Bible study or the Bible is something like Tyler said earlier. To sit down and read it, it is very difficult. Yeah, you got to learn where to yep. start in the Bible. Yep, you there's have to so learn. many different versions of it, and from what I know, is it was interpreted by many different people. But you said it was the people of God that wrote it. Yeah, there's uh, manuscripts and stuff from. Historians, years right? ago so yeah. i could interpret a certain verse different than you guys could mm-hmm. you could if you go to a different versions of recently in the last five years how many different versions now most of them are going to say about the same right there's some that take and twist words to like english see they took from greek and hebrew and tried to put it in english and you know trying to take and uh translate even today, some of those different languages that they're still trying to put, you know, the Bible into, I'm sure is a, a multi-faceted uh, task, you know, it's really uh, intense. So I, I believe God is so much bigger than religion. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I believe. God doesn't want to be thought of as religion. Yeah, I don't. Because that's what man does. Man does the religion thing. Yep. Yeah. Because we want to make ourselves look good. We want to... We want to make ourselves seem that we got everything together and and that we don't need God. That's religion. But so we do we do need God. 
Absolutely. I saw this thing on Facebook. It says, the Eskimo says, if I did not know about God and sin, would I go to hell? The priest says, no, not if you did not know. And Eskimo says, then why did you tell me? (laughs) So if I would, if I didn't know anything about this, where would I go after in the afterlife? See, there's no way, even the Indians, and there were some stories and and, uh, writings about even the Indians, you know, they didn't know about when, when the, about God per se, and they talked about the spirits and different things in the Indian life. And then the missionaries came in, made their knowledge of who, you know, sharing who Jesus and, and God was. But the Bible talks about that you can't even look at the stars and the wind and all those type of things and not realize that there's a bigger creator. That even that, the seasons will tell you that there's something much bigger and that'll make you reach out and search. Curiosity. Yeah. That it has to. You can look at a plant, an insect. I got something for this. And just see that there just couldn't be that at all. Can we say the same thing about religion and what you guys believe? So as soon as you believe in something, your mind automatically believes in that and stops. Now, what if it's bigger than that? What if, what if I say, so you got to be open-minded. So as soon as you believe in something, then, then your mind doesn't, isn't curious anymore because you're saying I, this is it No. So what if it's more, what if there's more to Christianity or religion? You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying with this? Well, there's much more to it. Because the human, the human mind, you just said it, is all about curiosity. Yeah. So as soon as you, I don't want to say this the wrong way. Uh, as soon as you say, I believe in this, you're basically telling your mind to stop. And that's all your, your that's like the cap. Because now you're saying that's what I believe in. There's no much, there's no other way. There's no more than that. There are people out there that will stop at that point. They'll say, I'm a Christian, I'm good, there's no need to go any further. Right. That's wrong. So you got it. That's not the place to start. Todd just said at the beginning, he doesn't have all the answers. No, that's I'm just curious. That's what I mean. So he's still learning. Yeah. At at that point, so how do you you acknowledge that? Oh, man. (laughs) You acknowledge in what you believe. Okay. Yeah. So the experiences I've been through is what basically I believe. Yeah. So. At that point, God calls us to share our belief. He calls us to take action because faith without action is dead. And actions without faith is dead. Does that make sense? Give me what's what's faith? Faith is stepping out there, not understanding fully, but stepping out anyways. Believing in something you cannot see. That's my definition of faith. I cannot hold God in my hand. What did you just say your definition is? Believing in something that you can't see. Do you believe that there was a George Washington? Yeah. Why? Because he's on a dollar bill. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is, that, is he on a dollar bill? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> well, see, that's the thing. In school, history teaches us these things. Okay. okay. So if school would have taught you the history of the Bible and Jesus, would would you believe in would Jesus? Would you believe then? Because you didn't see George that's, Washington. That's, Right. You've ne- yeah, you've never seen him. Yeah, but that's an interesting him. question. But people have told if you If I that- put Jesus Christ on the dollar bill, <laughs> you probably believe in, right? <laughs> I kind of backed you into a corner. That wasn't no, fair. No, no, I, no, no. no, no I like these fair. No, this helps him because this, like, he's stimulated by this, and it's good. Like it, it, I believe God came here. God is speaking through you today to answer questions that Austin has that I couldn't answer that he's been searching for and Google. I've been praying about this all week. <laughs> you know, just the opportunity yep. to share, you know, to find somebody that's asking and really, really reaching out for answers. So yeah. we got faith. I want to break down some of these things that we use a lot. What's okay. what's prayer to you guys? Prayer is, it, it can be a couple of different things. So it's my way of communicating to God. You can give him thanks. Right? Yeah. God, thank you for getting me through another day. Tomorrow's not promised, right? Right. Every day is a gift from God. So you can give him thanks at night when, before you go to sleep. Thank you for giving me another day. Okay. You can express your concerns. God, I have a family member that needs healing. Okay? Or we can just talk to him. Simply... It's like Tyler said, it's communicating with God. That's it's like a walkie-talkie to heaven. Okay. Now, there's different layers. Right. Like you said, concerns or appreciation, those type of things. But prayer is communicating with God. And you see that on Facebook. Different people put, like, those quotes and stuff. Thank God that I'm alive today. Being grateful. Being grateful. You don't always have to just pray to God when you need something. I mean, he's going to listen, but it's okay to say... When you wake up in the morning, like I have this thing that's on the wall there. Today is going to be an amazing day. Yeah. And why is it amazing? Because I'm here and I'm breathing and something that I'm going to do today is going to help somebody. And that's yep. a gift from God, yep. you know, just to wake up in the morning. You just told me that the other day. Mm-hmm. What's your next question? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yo, what is going on, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. This is only part one. If you want to finish it off and listen to the rest of it, catch us next week, Sunday, 7 o'clock in the morning. We'll be there to finish this episode off. Uh, Yeah, we'll catch you on the next one.